A reading from John 8, 1-11. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. So I want to actually um, uh, say let's not go to certain places uh, in these verses, the uh, first 11 verses in the uh, eighth chapter of John. Um, uh, some scholars say that this actually was added afterwards. I think it's irrelevant to our discussions whether it was or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, The... <clears throat> Other thing uh, is the question of Jesus writing on the ground. I've, I've heard all these things in Bible studies. This is why I'm bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, we can speculate the rest of our lives about what he's writing on the ground, but we're not, it, that doesn't say what he's writing on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's making out figures. And what is interesting, though, is what he does uh, say, and I, I, I just have to find this. Um, Let any any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Mm. Uh, now, you know you can look at this in two ways. Uh, the way the uh, Pharisees would have looked at it, in other words, they're the keeper of the law, and therefore they have to be quote-unquote, sinless, uh, they have to be, you know, with the highest of reputations. But Jesus actually goes to a place they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, they obviously respect him, but, you know, this is a, a situation where they actually have other um, motives for doing what they're doing, which is mm-hmm. to catch Jesus in kind of a theological tra- trap and then mm-hmm. uh, decry him as a fa- fake, a phony, and a fraud. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he does. He focuses on the woman who's been caught in ad- adultery, and he says, uh, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw the stone at her. Mm. And I think that we all should actually, before we throw any stones at anybody, we should actually examine our own heart. We may not have a lot of time to do that, but it's pretty clear that there's nobody listening to this and there's nobody that ever has listened to anything or has read the Bible that doesn't realize that uh, one aspect of who they are is a child of Adam. Mm. And, uh, you know, Adam and Eve were the first sinners 
they betrayed God uh, or they, they were uh, tricked into betraying him uh, by uh, the great enemy of truth, Satan. Mm-hmm. So here, I, I think that this passage, while it may not fit perfectly into the eighth chapter, uh, has a lot to tell us about who Jesus is, who his enemies are, and what forgiveness looks like. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And also, you know, I love what you said about sin. You know, I do think, you know, it's always the, the nefariousness of sin is it's always easier for us to see other people's sin than it is our own. And this is really, I think, partly what Jesus is challenging here when he says, okay, if you guys have no sin, go ahead and throw the stone. He's, he's turning their gaze inward, as he often does in Scripture. You know, I think of Matthew chapter 7, where he says, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye when there's a plank in your eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. What's interesting about that passage is he doesn't say, don't remove the speck from your brother's eye, but he says, first, you need to remove that plank from your own eye. In other words, you need to deal with your own sin as the primary problem. I love what Tim Keller says about this in his book, uh, The Meaning of Marriage. He says this, he says, if both participants in the marriage treat their own sin like the biggest problem, the marriage will survive. And that's just such a a beautiful line because it's true not only for marriage, but I think it's true for any relationship that we come to. We need to treat our own sin first before looking outward to others. That's very good. And uh, so where, uh, where does Jesus say sin comes from? Oh, no. Now you're testing me. Okay. That's an unfair question. Uh, but uh, there are two places you can find it uh, in the uh, four Gospels, two places, one in Matthew and one in uh, Mark. In Mark, it's Mark 7. And Jesus is talking about um, righteousness to a certain extent, but also sin, sinfulness and where it mm-hmm. comes from. And so he says in the 20th uh, uh, was it line of uh, the seventh uh, chapter, the, the 20th verse, of the seventh chapter of Mark, he says, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. Mm. For from within, out of the heart of men, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. Mm. All these evils come from within and they defile a person. In other words, the what you might call the uncircumcised heart Mm-hmm. is actually a uh, where Satan and his desires for us have infiltrated. Remember mm-hmm. that in Ecclesiastes says, God put eternity in the hearts of men mm-hmm. and women. Eternity in the hearts. That simply means that there's an aspect of every, every heart mm-hmm. that has God's spirit in us. It's built into the DNA of who we are, but sin separates us from that. And that's where you get this spiritual warfare, not happening on the planes of here or there, not civil. It's kind of a civil war 
Mm-hmm. It's me. Uh, it's it's my inclination to uh, follow God with my uh, desire to sin and separate myself from God. It's a war we all fight, every one of us. Mm. Yeah, I think what James uh, would later say in James chapter one, he says, temptation comes from our own desires, which Mm -hmm. entice us and drag us away. And these desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Mm 